Galenga Impromptu. <laughs> And the podcast will begin in 5-4-3-2-1. Joseph Bayan, what's up, my what's brother? Up? Joseph Bayan of Bayan Promotions in the studio, live at Paco's Place on the Paco Ares Pacochaga podcast. I am very happy to have you here. I'm very humbled to be here. You actually did not win any prize. Um, you would have won bragging rights. However, <laughs> and I will say however, before the farthest guest was um, Phil Recto, uh, 120 miles away. So prior to that, no, not that. Um, and then after that was, who was next? Day Rose, no? JJ. Day Rose, a thousand miles away. Wow. And you're, you're what, 500 miles away? Yeah. Where is home? Home is in San Jose, California. Okay. Close to the Bay Area. <laughs> Thank you for driving all the way to be here at Paco's Place. I really appreciate it. So what's, what's up with Bayan Promotions? What's up for Bayan Promotions? So if you guys want to know what's up with Bayan Promotions, just I advise you guys when, whenever you guys are going to be watching this podcast, it might be two days, two days from now, one month from now, just go to BayanPromotions.com and you'll see all the activities, all the shows that we're going to be having in this uh, year, 2020. So let's talk about that. Um, what is it that you guys do? Um, Buy promotions uh, is dedicated to promoting shows. Okay. What kind of what kind of uh, shows? OPM. OPM, mm -hmm. because uh, as as our our mission statement goes is uh, spreading Filipino Filipino pride. So we are solely focused on OPM artists. Um, not only promotions, but we also also do staffing. Wow. Uh, so if producers out there don't have enough staff. We could line produce for you guys. We provide all the staff for you. Now, question: When um, before we get into what uh, Bayan Promotion does, when when did you start Bayan Promotions? Wow! Officially, when I say officially, when we got everything rolled out in the carpet, probably a year now. Okay. Prior to that. Prior to that, I was just sharing, you know, post for Intervoice, uh, technically promoting them already, not knowing that. What I'm doing is already promoting. But then all of a sudden right here, this this man next to me, Mr. Pacoras Pacachaga, my mentor, <laughs> showed me how to how to do it the right way. Okay. So and prior prior to this, you were doing multi-level marketing, no? Yes, yes. What started you in the networking business? Uh, just curiosity. You know, my aunt was saying, you know, why don't you try this? This is how much you can earn, all this stuff. And I go, and then and then my wife Marianne goes, try it. So I did try it with her support. So she yeah. So she was encouraging. Yeah. Okay. So I went all out. You know, marketing. It's it's just marketing. That's what it is anyway. So, cut the story short. We went down the road and just start promoting the, mm. the the product until we got a chance to go to Elk Grove for a barrio fiesta in Sacramento. In Sacramento, which you guys were playing. Yeah. When that's where we met. That's where that's where I met yeah. you. That was back in 2016, no? Yeah, 2016. Wow. Yeah. Long time. I've been suffering for that long after meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So doing that, did it ever occur to you that after meeting me and the rest of Introvoice that, you know what, I would like to do this kind of work? Well. Because I remember inviting you to our show at Ichiban uh -huh. to promote your, your products, uh -huh. remember? Uh -huh. That was the start of, the, yeah. come on over, promote, promote your products. But eventually, you, you ended up being in the industry as opposed to recruiting us to do your multi-level marketing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was the whole point, just to recruit you guys, you know. So when I, you saw us, you guys, you were like, ah, prospects, let me recruit this. So how did it end up, instead of you recruiting uh, artistas to be part of your, your multi-level marketing network, How did we turn you on to the bright side? Because you were turning us to the dark side. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, you, you talked to me about it. You, you spoke to me and, and, and told me, you know what? You're doing this multi-level marketing and, and you, you persuaded me. Why don't you try doing the same thing, but in this kind of industry? Because mm. my whole point was the turning point that I knew you were a prospect when you, when you, when you collapsed. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, this is a perfect time for me to introduce the product. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, see how right. you feel right after taking, yes. and then from there you experience it. Right. You eventually might. Right, but I right. never bought. Yeah, you never. So, but then again, I just took you to one gig, and now you're a promoter. Yes. So you bought. Yes. 
it all started out with, with that first anniversary. Remember for uh, first by the plus. Yeah. That's when I started getting into, okay, this is how it is. You were, you, you saw the behind the scenes yeah. of what being in the music industry was. Yeah. Now, so who have you rubbed elbows with ever since uh, 2016? Well, aside from, from you guys, the intro voice, I got Perfty Castro of mm -hmm. River Maya, uh, Basti, yeah. Atardi of Wolfgang. H-Bomb. H-Bomb. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Geneva, Geneva Cruz. Morissette. Morissette. Uh, River Maya, uh -huh. uh, all three, Mark, Squeta, you know, the whole band. Nathan, um, Mike. Mike and Nathan, Iman. Iman. Um, um, just lately with, with Martin Nivera Martin and Pops. Yeah. Um, Gary Valenciano. Uh, who else? Daniel Padilla. Mm. So just, just to name, yeah. Just, just know, to name a few. Just to name a few. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, when when you're in the moment, did you do you ever look back thinking, "Wow, I'm actually rubbing I'm actually rubbing elbows with these celebrities." Actually, yeah, I look back and I'm like, I mean, I never thought I'd, I'd get to this part of my life, right? That I'd be able to rub elbows with celebrities, but I treat every celebrity just like a regular person. And I don't I don't get overwhelmed like, "Wow, this that that," you know. But you know, I just like when I met you guys, like, oh. You know? You're having fun, man. I'm having fun. That's the bottom line. In, in, in this business, yeah, you get to that part where you stress out a little bit, you know, ticket sales are not, are not going. But the fun part is seeing that you're able to put together 300, 400, 500 crowd all in one place for one event. Was it easy? I wouldn't say easy, but, um, you know, with the help of everybody, it, it seems easy. What, what are the... What are the how do I say it? What are the misconceptions of producing a show? Misconceptions? Because uh, people think it's easy work, but a lot, thousands of dollars can be lost in one oh, show. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the proper of just being focused. You know, mm -hmm. what I've learned is being focused on the shows. You know, if, if you have one project, don't, don't put your eyes or ears on any other projects right. until you get that project signed, sealed, and delivered. Right. You know, once that's on the launching pad, then fine. But then you still can't say it's on the launch pad until that very day. You know, to me, I, I feel like, you know, misconception of, of, of being a producer is like, they think it's just, all right, you play the play button, it's done. But what they don't know is behind the scene, you got to run the marketing. You got to make sure your logistics is right. Mm. You got to make sure your budget is right. You can't just say, yeah, I want a, a, a glamorous show. And just spend money left and right. You get a, you want a glamorous, but at the same time, you want to keep a tight budget. On that note, part of the, the well, the biggest factor in a concert are your are your audience, right? Yes. How how do you sell tickets? I know that you've done the one on one, like talk to family and friends, mm -hmm. the the online marketing, but that can be stressful, because eh? people will promise you that they'll buy. When does it get scary? Oh, it gets scary towards <clears throat> like. Uh, the week before the show. Tell our audience how how your your feelings go from let's say three months before the show. Yeah. Well, three months before you get you're you're super energetic. Like I got this. I'm gonna sell this, this, and that. Oh, it's moving. It's moving. But <clears throat> one one week before the show, you start looking back your 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 ticket sales. Like okay, my margin was you know <laughs> a week before everything should be done and just just be thinking about production. Right. That doesn't happen. Even though you plan it every single show, it doesn't always happen like that, you know. And I've noticed also that you like challenges. Um, other people will just get a, an artist with with an SRO crowd, standing room only, which means I'll pay top dollar, and then it'll sell itself. But you pride yourself buying promotions. Pride prides itself in the fact that you can actually market an artist who doesn't have that much of a draw, mm -hmm. right? How do you guys do it? Uh, just proper exposure, you know. I mean, in, in this industry, it's all about exposure. I mean, bring out how many hits that certain artist makes on top of your head and just promote within that hits, basically. So, it's tough sometimes, but then eventually, with, with, with God's grace, it ends out to be okay. What makes you cry? Oh, dude. I mean, you can't imagine the very first show that we did. 
pop uh, rock hip hop. Yes. Remember that? Tell tell our audience your so, experience. At first, it was the same experience I was telling. And, and excuse me, the reason why I want them to know this is because there are listeners who have been thinking of being in a band, of producing shows and all that, right? And the reason why I want them to hear your story is because they might think it's easy. Yes, it's doable. Agree? Yes. But it's not easy. It's not easy. And the first time you thought it was easy and doable, but you found out the hard way. Mm-hmm. So tell them that moment where you really... <laughs> We want to hear that. All right. So very, very first ever shows the launch of the buying promotions, right? Mm. So like I said, one week before, the tickets wasn't there. You but know? then again, you, you thought the tickets were there. Yes, I was thinking positive. I, 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 I believe, I recall you checking up on me, say, how, how's the tickets? And I'm all sold telling out. you, it's sold out, sold out. I'm all being even, positive. Even H-Bomb, who was part of that concert, kept saying, Joseph Bayan said the tickets are sold out. <laughs> and I'm like, Really? Okay, keep talking. So the day of the event, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that went down, you know, down from our caterer trying to hold us up, you know, with, with a whole bunch of things. But bottom line is the show started, I started seeing people come in, uh-huh. right? One, two, three. And all of a sudden, the, the venue's like half full. And I went to you guys' dressing room. <laughs> I'm like, guys, we're half full. Which is good. <laughs> right? And then... um you just took me in your arms like, and hugged me. I was like, I was like, you know, I was like teary. And then I went back again. People keep on flow, you know, coming into the venue. I was like, wow. And um, on a side note, our show was on the same date as Piola Pascual and Inigo Pascual's show. Yes. That in was, the same area. Yes. In the same area. It was like probably 12 miles away from our venue. Yes. So that was, that was also, I was thinking, you know, because we're, we're being challenged by Piolo. I mean, Piolo versus a rock band. Papa P versus Papa P. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then come to think of it, at the end of the show, there's some um, media that came by. Mm. So you, you have a full house compared to the Piolo. I was right. like, I was in awe. I was like, really? You know, that really made the turning point in my life that, if I can gather up this much many people in one event, it's tough. But how much more that that's heartwarming for me and the fans? Yeah, you know, to do another event like this. Now, you always tell me after one event, and um, guys take note because this guy would always say after an event, that's it. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> This is my last event. I won't do this anymore because of the stress, right? Yes. Why do you keep doing it? It's passion. I mean, oh, is it addicting? Like it, um, it is addicting. Mm. Um, just like like for example, October, right? The last show that we had was uh, September. Yes. Rivermind. We all said to each other, "That's it. That's it. Vacation. We're yeah. not gonna about mm. think about anything. Nothing." And all of a sudden, I got a call from um, Reagan John Production oh, for South Border. For South Border. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like very tempting. I was thinking about thinking about all of us and all right, let's do it. What did your wife say? My wife said, I thought you guys were going on vacation. And I was like, yeah, but it's South Border. <laughs> now, did, um, do you guys fight over this? Not really fight. We talk about it to where, did you consult it with Paco? That's what we mostly fight about. Because you guys, if you guys don't know, Paco Arispochaga, Paco Arispochaga is my partner at Buying Promotions, my mentor, my advisor. So we're in this together. So right. we have to see eye to eye. So every time, you know, the, uh, certain, because people aren't going to pro- approach Paco. No. They're going to approach me. Yes. So once people approach me, my wife would go, did you consult Paco? I'm like, I will, I will. <laughs> I just, because it, you know, I have to present to Paco in a good way that the way I see it. Right. Because I just can't say, oh, here it is. And then I know, you know, you're going to just turn around and... Of course, I'm going to ask know? you 10,000 10, questions of uh, how it can go wrong. Yeah. And you have to answer all of them. Exactly. So I, so I know that you know how to make it right. Yeah. Right? So that's the thing. I got to have a back pocket with answers already. Of course. So it takes a while for me to contact him. I got to make sure my back is covered. But it doesn't really, like I said, like any show, it's not perfect. <laughs> right. Like, um, I remember I, I keep telling you, don't put your name behind this event. Uh-huh. If you want to help out, help out. Now let's talk about bands. Because 
you have a reputation of helping the local artists as well. Mm-hmm. Who were the first? Uh, Dayan De Mesa. There was another. Uh, one. There was Hayesin. Uh, uh, Hayesin. Uh huh. We have Hayesin Dayan De Mesa. Um, we have Monumental by Far. Monumental by Far. Yes, okay. yes. So those three so far. That's what I'm focusing on because why? Um, I believe you know every because right now they're they're so-called front acts, right? Mm-hmm. But we. Our goal, basically, in buying promotions is to take them out of that front act right. acronym, basically. Right. So we want to have audience have a gain audience, okay? Have have them gain, have their own audience, and eventually put up their mini mini concert. Like it could be twenty thirty, uh-huh. and eventually it will grow. Right. Um, I mean, there's there's like Hyacinth is a, a big potential, you know, just because he's been um, taught by um, Miriam Pantig. Oh yeah. Very, yeah. very good singer. Very good singer. And um, actually, Vinny Saturna wrote a song that she's singing now. And throughout the shows that she's been opening for us, she gradually changed. I see the change in her. How can you change um, the the music scene in, in the Bay Area? Because that's where you are, right? Yeah. In the Bay Area. How can you make it better? Because right now, everybody is still focused on bringing in artists from the Philippines. And, and nothing against that. Of course, we want everybody to, you know, to get a shot. But this is done at the expense of the local artists. Yes. Right? And then we have, we have our audience who are excited to buy tickets when it's an artist from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of like, meh. If it's an artist from the U.S., how can you change the landscape where they get excited with the likes of Hyacinth, Monumental by far, or even... Uh, Diva Bayer, 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 Bayer uh-huh. like like these local artists who are who are quite good. Yeah. How, um, how do you how do you intend to change that? To be honest, that's a challenging part because how, how we are Pinoys here in the U.S. are different than Pinoys in the Philippines. Mm. So the challenging part because medio meticuloso ang Pinoys America, So they want to hear that. Make sure that the the artists' vocals are good. Presentation is good. They're not bored. Um, changing it, you know, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's, it's still there. And the reason why I say this, imagine, Filipino artist, Philippines. Filipinos in the Philippines appreciate the Filipino artists in the Philippines. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. They're both in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Filipinos in America... Filipino artists in America. Uh-huh. You'd expect the Filipino artists from America to be liked by the Filipinos in America, uh-huh. but that is not often the case. Right? Right. I, I, I am hoping that one day maybe you or people like you would make a conscious effort to really push the local Pinoy artists uh-huh. so that they will, so that Filipinos in America will be aware of them. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's the push of Paco's Place. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do here with this program. But on your end, give me ideas on how you guys can do that. Well, one is continuously promote them. Put a small show for them. Continuously right. promote them. Whether it's 10, 20 people, still like, you know, put a shows for them. Just continuously market them. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, market them side by side. Let's say we bring in, for example, River Maya. Yeah. Market them with that. And and make sure they 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 sink in with that and just I guess it's it's continuously marketing each local artist. That's a good thing, which eh? is very challenging, like you said. But then if continuously, it's like it's just like any any commercial. If if people continuously see them, but you know what? That's good. Like, wouldn't it be nice? Let's take Monumental by far for for instance, because they're a band. Um, their singer Seferds is a good songwriter, mm-hmm. right? And I've, all, I've, I've reached out to him and actually told him, dude, you've been fronting for too long. It seems that you get excited fronting for, for these artists. And I remember him producing rap artists. Yeah. Right? My question to myself, I hope for just listening is, you're a band. If you had the capacity to bring artists from the Philippines, why didn't you bring a band and then since you're the producer, uh-huh. why don't you play side by side with that popular band in the Philippines? So now, 
local Filipinos living in the Bay Area and elsewhere can be enticed by the fact that this is a band from the Philippines who is popular, uh-huh. but at the same time, Ferds and Company, Monumental by Far, can take advantage of that and actually promote themselves as a viable alternative, which is local. Uh-huh. So, how come, how come bands haven't thought of that or artists haven't thought of that? You're absolutely right. One thing is one one thing I remember when when we did you know when did they do that because eventually that those Filipino artists will leave. Yeah. Right. Yes. And if they're able to capture them, those fans, the show, those fans are orphaned. Yeah. Mm. Once they leave, they're here. They listen to them and they know how good they are. Because I remember, you know, um, Intervoice was going to have its concert, and we needed we needed a fresh crowd, and this because this was Hollywood. Mm-hmm. We were doing the, we were bound to do the whiskey a go-go. Whiskey go-go. Is it whiskey a go-go or whiskey go-go? Whiskey go-go. And so sabi namin, we need to tap into someone else's fan base. Uh-huh. Regine Velasquez was going to have a concert. So what I did was, I went to Star Media and I actually presented Intervoice as a viable um, participant to this concert. Uh-huh. And this was a pay-to-play thing. Like, I remember uh, Vic Perez telling me, sell 20 VIP tickets. And VIP tickets were like 100 plus. Sell 20 VIP tickets. And, I, and then I go, what's in it for me if I sell 20 VIP tickets? Well, then you get to, you get to perform with Regine Velasquez. And I said, can you at least put us as part of the meet and greet with, so that when Regine Velasquez stays to, to, to do the meet and greet with the fans... Intervoice will be around Regine Velasquez. That way, you know, we'll be there. Intervo- uh, we'll be there. Regine, Regine Velasquez will be there. Then her fans can see us and all that stuff. <clears throat> and so, Vic Perez and Ana Puno said, yeah, go ahead, do that. And you know what happened? We were able to get fans of Regine Velasquez and we had a sold out crowd at the Whiskey A Go Go. It's funny you mentioned about selling tickets when you guys did. Yeah. I think I really highly advise all the people that front act for us to highly sell tickets because that's how they gather their own crowd. That's true. Right? Now, if they're able to say, let's say 50, that's 50 crowds, and then 50 more the following shows, that's 100. And now they can do their own show. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, all the local artists out there that are, are front acts for us, that's the goal. So don't, don't be offended if we tell you 50 tickets. But why would they be offended? Like, like I remember back in the day, um, when we were starting as kids, no, these producers would tell us that we had to sell twenty tickets or else we wouldn't be part of the of the bill, uh-huh. and we would gladly do that because there are, there were five members in Intro Voice, and so twenty tickets divided by five—that's like four tickets each, yeah. right? And I would sell that to my mom, to my dad, to my aunt, and and my cousin, and that was it. And we would do the same thing. But nowadays, it seems that there, there is, I don't know if you've encountered it, but mm-hmm. some acts have an entitled mentality. Yeah. Wherein they think that they should be given a shot to perform at this mm-hmm. event because they're a local artist. Yes. What's they, your take on that? Um, I think they got to like basically look within themselves. See if, they're really, see if they're really entitled. I mean, yeah, you played, you played, but the thing is, can you draw a crowd? Now, if you can draw a crowd, then you're entitled. Right. Because if you can draw a crowd of 100, by all means, okay. You know? But if you can only draw of 20, 50, you still have something to prove to yourself that, I mean, not to the crowd, not to anybody, but to yourself, to your group, that you can actually pull a crowd. But if you're automatically, you know, thinking about you're entitled just because you played so many years, so many I mean, the longevity doesn't have nothing to do with it. It's the amount of people you gather. How do you, um, how do you pick your, your artists? Um, as far as local artists? Yes. Well, one, I mean, physically. And then you, gotta, you have to have a good voice. Okay. Um, and and I, I usually, you know, watch them in other shows and offer them to be with buying promotions. You know, kind of scouting. Right. You know, that's what I do. I listen how good they are, um, you know, from the previous past 
lessons that I've learned that you got to, you know, get, it has to be a complete package. You, know, you got to have a good voice, good personality, um, appearance, you know, professional. You know, I mean, personality has 100% to do with it because you can't have a, a bad personality and, and go into this business because, you know, some personality, they think they're all high and mighty. Mm. But in this business, you got to be humble. You got to very, very be, very be, um, better be ready to be humble because you're humble. Being humble will take you places. Now, speaking of uh, humility and being humble, have you been taken advantage of? A few times, but oh, there's a, okay, <laughs> but but wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent full? Uh, you know, taking advantage because you were there to put a stopper on me. Yeah, but if I wasn't there, I would have been, you know. But again, it was it was it was during my green, you know, green horn years, green horn years. So tell me about the times that people took advantage of you, and and let's pretend I wasn't there. What do you think would have happened? We know who they are. What do you think would have happened to you? And um, how did they take advantage of you? So this way, other promoters or producers will not, it will not fall into the same trap that you fell into. Well, just I, I'm not going to name the show, but it's just a matter of taking advantage of my time. And in your, in your industry? In, in, in my industry, time is very, very valuable. Okay. I, can't, I can't really, you know, your focus and your time go together. Right. Because I, you know, if I'm working on a project, somebody would say, you know, I need this now. Uh-huh. Not necessarily in that form of voice, but in a way, well, can you, you know, can you do this for me? And, and me very, very for, uh, no, forgiving. Yeah, not only that, your, your, your fault is it's hard for you to say no. Exactly. And even, you know, and I go, go, yes, yes, all the time. And I do it. And then I end up being lagging on my own project. And, and, and that's how everything falls apart, you know? And in some shows, you know, the show might have been over already, but when it's my turn to ask a favor, they're not there for me. They say no. Yeah. But then, you know, like you said, I always say yes. So that's, that's the part that I learned from now that, all right, from the time that I was helping you guys, now I need help. You weren't there. I know the people that I can count on. Mm. You know, that's why there's this, this staff that I, that, that I have now that I know they were there and they're going to be there. How is it easy for you to get the staff uh, it wasn't that easy, but I guess the, the staff fell on my lap automatically just because they, they see how my work ethic is. They see how I'm really like out there with them, going marketing, posting, flying, everything. And I talk to them constantly, communicate with them on the plans. This is right. how we are. This is what we're going to be. And eventually they all fell in and they goes, you know what? We could do this for you, you know? And I go, obviously, we, we, could, we could work together and, and obviously you'll be compensated, you know? And we started out with zero, zero. With two or zero. <laughs> now we have probably a staff of 14. How would you, um, how, how would you say, no, maybe, maybe the wrong question. I guess I wanted to ask you, what's the hardest or what's the most challenging situation you found yourself in? Oh man. Challenging is, you know, accountability, right? Yes. And every shows you got to be, Every, accountability plays a big part in every show, whether it's money or tickets. Yes. It has to be accountable. The biggest thing I learned is always keep tickets, whether redeemed <laughs> or, or, or not redeemed. Why? Why is it important to keep the tickets? Because the tickets aren't sold. You still have to count them. Right. Right. And you got, yeah, everything has to balance. The ticket sold versus the ticket not sold. You have to balance that out mm. to see, obviously, to see what you profited. Right. And versus your physical count of the monetary. Yeah. And that's how will everything balance out. But once, if you throw out tickets that aren't sold, there's no way to figure out really what got sold and what didn't. Sounds like it happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you spend your do you spend your money to produce shows, or do you spend other people's money? Well, the way the way packages works out is the producers spend their money. It's packaged. So out. tell me, how does it work? So there's a difference between a, being a promoter and being a producer. Yes, right. And you are considered a what? A promoter. But you also produce. I also produce. Yes. Okay, so what's the ratio? Um, hundred percent, fifty percent production, fifty percent promotion, or I think seventy five, twenty five. 75% prom- promotions, 25% uh, producing. 
Okay. Now, when you produce, do you use your own money or is this other people's money? Um, I try to find a co-producers. So it's a partnership. Okay. Okay. Um, but rarely our own just because, you know, it, it, it's 50-50. It has to be a, a profit sharing kind of deal. But as a promoter, what we do is basically uh, for a group, we put a package together, get their talent fee together, how much per group cost. Talent fee of the artist. Artist, yes. And then you sell, you, you get um, uh, what, airfare, all that airfare, stuff. Airfare, the partial, everything, the visas. Paperwork. Paperwork, everything. And, and that's divided amongst how many shows we're targeting. And that's how we put it together. Of course, buying promotions is not going to overprice. Other promoters do over overprice. Yes, they do. That, that I can tell you. Believe it or not, a thousand, two, three thousand profit is good enough. Because why? We're after quantity and quality. So let's say you make um, $1,000, $2,000 over cost per show. You're fine with that. Oh, yeah. Because that was uh, the money I never had to begin with. Plus, you're having fun. Exactly. So fun and something, a blessing like that that came to you, I'm all for that. You know, but the bottom line is, you know, it's not all about making one-time, big-time kind of deal. You want more deals, more producers coming to you because you provide them with a great opportunity to make money. Right. And, and believe it or not, I mean, producers, you guys want to make money. That's the bottom line. How can you make money, though, if you're going to be overpriced with a package of artists that, you know? Now, there was an incident where um, you had co-producers and your co-producers lost money mm -hmm. and they were mad at you. Yes. So that time, well... Was I, it okay for them to be mad at you? Not necessarily. Set the record straight. Just set the record straight. I mean, not necessarily they have the right to get mad at me. It's because I did all the legwork. Okay. Mm. They, their job, basically, I gave them just to sell tickets. Right. And that's not hard. They have many means of selling tickets. I sell tickets online. I, I, we do all the postering, the marketing, everything. You know? So in other words, let me, let me understand this. Um, because you're a promoter. When people might, might think when you're a promoter, you're a promoter of the... The concert. No, you're not the promoter of the concert. You're a promoter of the artist. Artist. So let's pretend um, uh, True Faith. Let's, okay. Let's use True Faith as, as an example. It's a band from the Philippines. If you were the promoter of True Faith, <clears throat> you'd be promoting True Faith to producers yes. who, are, who might be interested in purchasing the package, the package from you Yes. so that True Faith, an artist from the Philippines, can have a show in the States. In the States, that's right. Because I've, I've heard producers lose money hating promoters because they would blame the promoter for not promoting their show. Well, Fal that's false. That's false. That's right? false, yeah. Because, I mean. So explain, explain it to our listeners and our viewers. As a promoter, who are you promoting? And as a producer, what do you need to do as a producer? Okay, so as a promoter, obviously, you got to promote the artist. You got to promote the show of the artist. As oh, so you just said promote the show of the artist. But at the same time, you have, it's the artist that's there. Right. So if you are, if, okay, now I'm confused. So you're promoting the artist and you're promoting the show of the artist. For the producer. But that's after the fact. Yeah. So, oh, so you're that type of promoter. You would go. Help. Uh, technically, I mean, you know. But that's not, that's not really your job, right? No, no. Supposedly after I turn over the artist to you guys. Let's pretend I'm the producer so, or the promoter. All right. So I give you a package. Let's say $25,000. $25,000. Sign on the dotted line I, or everything. I, I pay you $25,000. Right. That's it. I'm done. You're done with your job. You made yeah. your $2,000 yes. or $1,000 or that's, however. That's, the, that's how it should be for promoters. And then you just let the producer, me, the local producer, do, your, do my marketing, mm -hmm. do my, my ticket selling, yes. do my logistics and yes. all that stuff. So if I pay you $25,000, that's not my cost because I still have to pay for venue, exactly. mm -hmm. for my staff, for my marketing, mm -hmm. for everything. Exactly. Wow. So that's the difference. But with buying promotions, when I sell, I help you guys out. I help producers out. You know? So for this particular show that um, you had problems with your co-producers because you were also a producer in that show, no. I was a well considered as a line producer. I line guess. producer. So why were they mad? Why were the producers mad at you? They weren't. They didn't get the expected return 
that they but they it's had. a gamble exactly so that's that's a thing it's their first time producing the show did you promise them that they will get their money back or did you tell them it's an investment and in investments you lose you win blah nope, blah blah I, did, I never promised them anything I tell them this is the possible possibility that we could profit based on if we sell all tickets you, okay, based on if we sell all tickets. All tickets. That's, I gave them that, the possibility this is the, uh, the profit we're going to make. And again, like I said, they're, they're pissed off just because of they didn't get their money, which they got about 4000 back. Okay. Now, but how much did they put out? They put out at maybe close to $40,000, $45,000. 45000 yeah. And they only got 4000 back. Well, that's a loss. Yeah. That's a major yeah. loss. So that's why the, 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 the finger points at me. I'd be mad at you. You know, but one of the producers lost tickets worth $2,000. And, and one of the producers pointed the finger at me that why I should, I should be worried about those tickets being lost. I told him well, those tickets lost are my accountability. Of course. Because at, at the end of the show, I have to tell you guys what happened. Right. And, the, you know, he, she just, he just told me, well, just worry about selling tickets. I'm like, okay. But you sold a lot of tickets. A lot of tickets online. I sold about almost six, $7,000 worth of tickets. Wow. I mean, everyone had an assignment during, during that production. Everyone has an assignment to sell tickets. All they had to do was sell their bunch of tickets. There's right. four producers. I split all those tickets into four. That, including what, that also include what I have. So at the end of the show, they were telling me, you know, why didn't they make money? I gave them a, a ledger. What was the cost? This is right. what everything. And at the end of the day, the day, they still had the guts to, you know, call me names and, and put up reviews and whatnot. You know, I mean. How do you deal with this when they do that? Does it hurt? It hurts at first because especially, you know, you put your hard earned effort. Right. You know, your time, you're away, you're away from work. After work, you work on it. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it, 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 it's really yeah. So I just, I read the view, review. I'm like, you know what? The show is done. You know, bottom line is people had fun. The, the, the audience had an outrageous time. The production was, was 100%, you know, fulfilled. You know, it was a good show. It was. You know, technically every show is a good show. As long as the, the, the artist puts up their 100%, it's a good show. So, uh on the record, who did not put up 100%? If the artist um, placed 100% and mm -hmm. you feel you placed 100%, who did not put up 100%? Those four producers, you know? And, 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 and I, going back to what you said back then, I shouldn't have gotten into it. Of course. You know? Because from the get-go, when they talked to me, those four producers were already fighting on each other's throat. So uh, my question is, why did you, in spite of the fact that I told you not to get Involved? Why did you get involved? I guess one is the adrenaline okay, mm. that got to me. And I also had in mind that I was focused on the intro voice, right? So I'm yeah. like, okay, it's my opportunity to showcase intro voice. You know? To use that as an opportunity to bring intro voice into the picture. Into the picture. Uh -huh. um, many things happened during that concert, as everybody knows. Yes. And, and it was an opportunity. First, it was just, you know, you're just going to be a guest. Introvoice will just be a guest and just, you know, introduce Introvoice well, yeah, back to the I limelight. Remember we ended up doing the whole show. You ended up being the musical director. Right. So Reluctantly. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, I mean... To me, I mean, I work with you guys. You know, we met each other in 2016, and I felt like you were really close to each other. So my my main focus is, is you know, promoting Intervoice. Yes. And whatever artists we bring in that can collide and can collaborate, actually, with, with Intervoice, you know. And uh, speaking of that, just go on buyingpromotions.com and see who, who they'll be colliding with. <laughs> <laughs> now, that being said, Nom, what have you learned through your journey as, as, a, as a live event promoter? I've learned to just analyze things before, before even saying yes. How it's, is it going to bring a good pot on my plate, a, a good amount on my plate? How's the artist? How, who are the people I'm going to be working with? 
You know, that, because that's what's important. Who are you going to be working? Are they going to be a good relationship? Are, it's all about relationship. Is it about the money? Like, um, to like, me, this doesn't this doesn't pay the bills, right? No, 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 no. This is just to me. It's just a hobby. You know, it's funny. It, it, it's a hobby. People might think, well, you're making money. It's a blessing, right? That, that's I, I consider that as a blessing. I have a full time job. You know, I'm on top of this. On top of this, and you're a full time dad. I'm a full time dad. Full time married husband. You know? Yeah. So, with a full-time job, wow! I, I have every, I have everything that I need already. You know, family, kids. I have a good job. Again, this is just a blessing, and and a blessing not only to me, blessing to others because I'm able to help other artists. You know, whether they haven't been in the U.S., haven't been promoted or whatever. Yes, exposure. You know, and it's just the fact that, you know, once you give a blessing, God gives you something back. I mean, I don't expect anything back, but whatever it is, it is what it is. I mean, you know. That being said, how does this affect your family life? Because you you mentioned a while ago, time, time is all you have. So how does this affect like your time with your family? Like right now you're here, your yeah. family's not here. Right? So how does that affect that? How do you guys compromise or do you guys compromise or give and take? What works for you? So as far as family goes, As everybody saw when they watched pop rock hip hop, my staff was my family. Down to the very my kids, my kids were 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 taking tickets. My kids were selling drinks. It was a family thing, you know. And then after a while, you know, we all talked together, and they realized well how much it goes into it. I mean, they're kids; they want to say, "No, Dad, uh, we know what you're going through." But eventually, me and my wife talked and 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 realized, you know, if this is What I'm happy with, she's willing to support me. Same thing with the kids, um, even up to this very day. You know, I mean, reluctantly. I mean, she had she can't be here. She she's wanted to be yeah. here, but she's at <laughs> <Hi> work. <man. laughs> um, but she's very supportive. Um, just like you know, any projects and there's other projects that I mentioned earlier. Yes. But this has nothing to do with artists, but another yes, company. Yes. All she said, you know what, go. You know, all she said is, as long as we have food on our plate. And you're here. You're alive. You come home. I'm okay. Now, did you guys ever talk or considered moving to Los Angeles? We have. We have. <laughs> <laughs> We have. Because there's nothing. No offense to the people of San Jose, but if you're in the music business, I mean, it's not San Jose, baby. <laughs> We have. We just have to uh, finish up with the kids because school and everything. Uh -huh. You know, my second son Benjamin, he's finishing off high school. You have a second son. Yes. I <laughs> 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 What's his name again? Benjamin. Benjamin. Hi, Benjamin. <laughs> I'm a first son too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so once the kids are, so your your first son is in the military, mm -hmm. and then Benjamin is going to the military. Yes. Yes. And then your third, you have a daughter. I have a daughter. Two daughters. High school or college? I have one high school. So you're gonna wait for her to finish high school. Um, still thinking about that. I mean, she's. I mean, she's. My daughter's like into K-pop and Korean stuff. Oh, she should live here. Exactly. Yeah, because... Whenever we come here, she's very excited. Actually, when I came here, Dad, can you go to this place? I'm like, I'm not <laughs> driving around this time. I'm just hanging around Paco's place, just chilling. I'm not driving around. <laughs> She already had a, has a list for me going. So every time she's here, hi, Dinah, maybe we should take her to K-Town. K yeah. Koreatown. Yeah, yeah. So she can look at all her K-pop yeah, um, yeah. uh, memorabilia. Yeah. And then, then your daughter, Grace, Grace, who's friends with my daughter, Cassidy. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, this is where it's going to get tricky. Right now, you're busy doing this. When will you know that it's time to stop buying promotions because it's affecting the family? Or when will it be time to stop the day job because it's affecting buying promotions? Well, one, if it's affecting families, definitely what would, what would What would be the, fa the factors that would make you go, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore? Well, if it's, if I'm neglecting my family, for sure, if, if like, instead of being there for them and not having like, having a schedule for them or having a yes. spend time with them. That's how, that's the time I have to think about like, let me, let me slow down. Because you go on tour with your artist. Yes. Yes. So that's the hard part. And um, your kids are now like, would, would your wife allow you to be out during one of your kids' birthdays? 
that's that's the that's the that's a turning point. <laughs> you know, it's whenever whenever I think about instances like that, I, I kind of bite my tongue. I'm like, man, if this come like if an event comes like this, because <sighs> I remember I did not hang out with you and River Maya in Texas because yes. it was my wife's birthday. Yes, and I know better. I'm not. I'm like, nope. You, you guys better <laughs> find someone else. I'm not going on that trip. But I think as a mentor, <laughs> I'll take your lead. <laughs> right? Yeah. Makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, because you're my wife, my kids are letting me do whatever. At least spend yes. that one special moment with them. Mm. You know? Would you, have, would you have a problem telling your peers? Like, would you have a problem telling your staff at Buying Promotions or the artist you're with, hey, I can't be with you on this day because blah, blah, blah is spending her birthday that day. Are you going to do that? I, I, I definitely would. Um, but first off, of course, set up logistics first. Set, set them up first. And then maybe take, have, you know, our marketing head, Jill, go yes. with them and, and take my spot. You know, she can do the job. And that, that way they can go in. I'm all relaxed over here, not worrying about anything. So. Tell me about logistics. That's <laughs> <laughs> so how important is logistics in a production? Very important because that's what sets everything up. You looked it up, though. Yeah, I looked it up the, the other day. He goes... What's the logistic? I'm like, <laughs> for, for, believe it or not, for how many years now, he, he's always been saying logistic, logistic, and finally, I'm like, I kind of, you got to look it up. I can't just not say anything and then after an hour, okay, this is a logistic. It's, it's all about, you know, what's going to happen. Right. You know, um, venues, venues, looking for venues, that's part of logistic. You mm. know, you got you, you to gotta make sure all the spaces are covered. Itinerary. Itineraries and all that. But it's fun, right? Like, oh, yeah. like making all the gears work. Yes. And if you have good logistics and all the gears are running yes. smoothly. And, 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 and it, it, like I said, logistic, having a good tight logistics is very good. I remember when, um, just a funny story that uh, maybe I'll, I'll share this part. So River Maya, you guys were having problem because only the three members of River Maya were here. Uh-huh. Their manager wasn't here. Uh-huh. Their keyboard player wasn't here. And that was like a messed up uh, logistical issue, right? Right. Finally, their visas were released by the U.S. Embassy yeah. on the day, on the last day that they that they could have left the Philippines, and they made it. Uh-huh. Made it to Ninoy um, International Airport, yes. Ninoy International Airport in the Philippines. Made it to LAX. <laughs> I knew we had logistical problems with regard to who was going to pick them yes. up at the airport. Finally, uh, your production manager, Jill, uh-huh. decided to pick them up. Yes. And then we had logistical issues when we got to, to the <laughs> Fonda Theater. So tell me, how, how messy was that? It was, I mean, because they had our keyboardist on that, on that flight. Right. You know, and the, I, mean, I, mean, J, I mean, JJ would have been there, but then the plan was having Ayman to be there. Yes. And we were like, oh, we got we to gotta make sure. I mean, we were sweating bullets, you know. And again, I mean, for some reason, we did, we did something good in our life. You know, God gives us this, this <laughs> it little... Aligned, yes. It's Thank like, you, Lord. It aligned. Now, to avoid that, what would you do in the future to avoid things like that? I, like, as far as, as far as visas, get that mm. taken care of ahead of time. Right. You know, don't, don't be the last minute kind of guy to where... I mean, technically, we, we, did, we did things a little bit on the last minute end. Yes. Because we weren't able to... You know, all Again, it was a curveball. Yeah. A lot of curveballs. Well, man. true. That absolutely true because that wasn't... Ten, technically, we weren't supposed to do... We weren't produce. supposed to produce, yes. It was already set up with three shows. Yes. And we were just, you know, bringing the artists and we're done. Mm-hmm. But something happened in between. That's why we ended up having instant meeting like, oh, what are we going to do? This, this, right. this, and that. All of a sudden, I mean, obviously, it was on the, on the verge of, of putting it together really quick. Right. That's why we didn't really see anything that might fall, mm-hmm. fall out. That's where logistical issues... Um, Fell off, yeah. And, and that's where they happen, though. Yeah. yeah. That's where they happen. Now, moving, moving right along 2020, which is the time that we're um, taping this, how can, how can you ensure... What are the goals? What are the goals first of buying promotions? Is it focus on international, meaning artists from the Philippines? Or is it focusing on local artists, meaning artists in California? Goals of buying promotion is obviously promote local artists. Uh, local artists as far as like artists from the Philippines that migrated here, that, that are living here, like you guys, Intro yes. Voice, 
Birthday Castro. You got, you know, we, we you know, the, the band that was formed, Pinoy Rock Review, you know. Uh, promote them. And obviously, you know, Hyacinth is, is I, I'm going to keep on saying her name because I think she has potential, 100% potential. Bring her on the show. Bring her here. Yeah. If yeah. you're listening, Hyacinth, we want you here. Now, um, ABS is trying to <laughs> sign her up, so we got to get her before. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so, like I said, it, just promoting them and, and, and focusing on them. Speaking of ABS, why haven't you approached them to help you? Because I don't know anybody at ABS. I mean, just knock on their door, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, that's how you know people. You knock on their door and, and they'll either say no to you or they'll point you to the right direction. Uh-huh. I could, I could, I could. We can knock on some doors and see yeah. what opportunity, opportunities can be opened. Is there is there um, uh, an organization for record uh, for record? Is there an organization for concert promoters? Well, they were trying to put uh, something together with, with producers, like Pinoy Pinoy concert promoters. Yeah, they. I mean, Kuya uh, Joey Cummings was yes. trying to put that like a, a a producers guild. But the thing is, the uh, the book's gonna be dictating producers when. And not to do shows, and I'm pretty sure some producers might not be of in line with them because it's it's their livelihood or whatever it is that they're trying to make. It's going to be put it in jeopardize, right? You know. But as far as as organization goes, I think communication wise, I think that's the only thing that all producers should do here in California: communicate. Hey, I'm going to have a show on this, show. so they don't collide, because everybody wants to make money, but if Logistic doesn't play right, and you have a show here, and I have a show here on the same day. You know, what if someone tells you, um, "I'm gonna throw it back at you"? What if a producer calls you and tells you, "Hey, Joseph, please don't do a show on this date because I'm doing a show on this date, but that's the only day that your artist is available." What will you do? I would ask. Well, what I mean, where, what part of? California, you're playing. Let's say 20 miles away, which is very close to... 20 miles away. Then I would look at the artist. As what? far as, as far as, you know, uh, how, who, who's going to, you know, as far as races. Right. Who's going to race to come in, who, which one will kind of, the cheese, which cheese good, good, tastes better. Right, right, right. You know? So, I mean, again, it goes with promoting, it goes with marketing. The earlier you market, the earlier you get the crowd excited even if this person comes in you already captured maybe 25 percent of the crowd maybe even 50 you know having having your 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 promotion set up the right way the right time mm-hmm. plays a big role even though you you know assuming they do come to me like that i'm like fine but i'll 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 i'll, I'll have my gear on and, and let's just you know what pisses you off <sighs> what pisses me off really is is people Fishing, what do I mean? Yes, is because there's certain individuals, people, group that will call me and just fish ideas, like, "Oh, what do you think about this?" But you end up talking to them anyway. I do. Why? Why don't you stop talking to them? It's just me being a person because they they approach me as a person, so okay. I, so I return the favor back. But um, again, experience is the best training in life. I learned my lesson from this past experience that, you know, try to analyze people if they're fishing informations because I literally they'll fish and I'll find out from that person that, right. that I was mentioning about. Then next thing, oh, I see what they're doing. Is this tachycardia you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's tachycardia. <laughs> oh my God, that was like, that was like a whooshing. Oh man. That it's, guy. But it's, it's, shout out to you. What's his name, Chris? Chris. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you are... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you you uh, stand st- stood down. It was, <laughs> it was nice. His wife is nice, but yeah. I spoke with his wife. So shout out to uh, Takakardia. Yeah. I guess that's what you get when you're new in the business. You know, you yeah. you tend to step on people. Yep. Have you done that? Nope, never. I figured, you know, like I've always been humble because I don't want things done to me. Mm. So I don't want, I don't want to do it to others. Right. You know, it's it's basically. I believe in, in, in the cycle of life. It's, it's karma. Yeah. So I believe that. So the best thing really is do what's right and, and, and do what's right for your, for, for your neighbor and you'll be all set. You can, you, know? leave, you can live in peace. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you can't really go wrong 
if you really hum- be humbled and you're God fearing, yes, that's what it is. So now, th- that being said, no, what would you advise people who want to go into production? Would you stop them? Would you encourage them? Or would you just stay out of it? Well, first things first. If it's, that's their passion, they have the, the, the heart for that, by all means, go right ahead. Because other people, other people would just do it because they think that they can make money doing uh-huh. it, right? But, I mean, like we, I mentioned earlier, right? Promoting and, and being a promotion or being a promoter, it, it's not all about money. You got to have passion. You got to enjoy what you do. Because it doesn't make sense, just like our job. We got to enjoy our job. It doesn't make sense. You go walk through that door seven, five days a week and you don't enjoy your job. Same thing here with, with being a promoter. How can you promote every single time if you're not happy, mm. right? You're yeah. not enjoying. You're always pulling your hair out. But that didn't happen to me. <laughs> I already had, oh. my, <laughs> I had my hair out already <laughs> prior to promoting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but literally, you got to have the passion. Just like the intro Commitment. Voice. How about commitment? Commitment yeah. too. But the, the, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm really focused on, just like the intro voice, you guys have passion. Yes. Through this years, you guys are still intact. Yes. There's never been an OPM band that's intact for so many years. There's many that yes. fall, fallen fallen out, you know. Just because they had their own thing doing. You guys have your own thing here, but you guys are still intact. Mm-hmm. When they want intro voice, it's like, you know, Volt S5. Let's all vault in. We're here. You know? That's that's what I admire. And that's that's my 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 mentality right now. You know, it's 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 all about I love what I'm doing. How can they start? Just having the right mentor, I think. I mean, um, to me, I mean, like I said, I've never thought I'd be Doing this. No, but when you started, I wasn't your mentor. You started with first Vita Plus and you took charge of that because mm-hmm. your 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 then mentor wanted you to take charge of that, remember? Mm-hmm. Now, let's say there was no Paco to help you out. How would you advise other people to start? What do they need? Well, I guess well, what they really need is is like I mentioned, I mean you have to have you have to be open so we know that they have to have the passion, passion. Now, okay now that they have the passion what's next i don't know what what else is next i mean on my end i mean just what i can say based on what i of experienced course, yeah. is is when i went into vita plus i had the support of my wife from then on i applied it wasn't really there wasn't really any mentor mentoring going on with first vita plus because um you know, the person that was here wasn't really part of my group. Yes. So it was literally just me learning on my own, see how I can grow. And then obviously my management skills, because I, I've, I've been in management for 15, 20 years. So that kind of take part, part of, of being a networker because I know how marketing works. Okay. So I guess, how would I advise them to get started? I mean, aside from passion is really... Have the mindset. Mm. Have a mindset. Have nice. a goal. Okay. Um, and then just, just just start writing things down. And what's on your head. Checklist. You know, you taught me that. Setbacks. How Set- do you deal with setbacks? You got to always be prepared for setbacks. I mean, if, if plan A didn't go, uh, go as you planned, you got to have plan B. So it's always, I mean, for me, I'm, 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 I'll admit I'm not really good for setbacks. Because when there's a setback, it's like, oh, shoot, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know? that, that's my, my, that's my, my thing. And, and, and my wife knows it too. And, you know, because I, when I plan things, I plan everything to go right. Yes. But then obviously not, not everything's perfect. So when something goes wrong, I start like sweating bullets. I think your wife has a more level-headed uh, menta- demeanor, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool under pressure, no? yeah, your wife. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. Pop rock, hip hop thing. Yeah. I mean, I was sweating bullets. I'm like, how are we going to get food in here? How are we going to get food to the people? My wife goes, relax, I got this. So I guess, I guess the first step is to have a level-headed wife. Yes, very, very, yeah. If you yeah. don't have a mentor, your partner yeah. has to be level-headed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it plays a big part in being a promoter. Having a wife that really supports you. Because that's how you're going to de-stress. 
you're you're better half de-stressed you because the point that you know gives good words because if you have no mentor to talk to it's your wife right you know if not your wife your partner whoever it right. is you know and and i think moving forward as a promoter you'll be successful as as you as long as you stay humble okay mingle with the right people that's mm. the key mingle with the right people and again based on experience don't let the, don't let them take advantage of you you know having the right people having being focused on what you do that's the key i think in 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 becoming a promoter i mean i don't know what else i could give advice to them just you know always always leave everything up to god amen you know pray for what you need not what you want true and it'll be provided i mean everything that i have that i've been doing with being promoter yeah it's it's all like i claim it's like you know god will help me get through this and this will be a success eventually it becomes a success amen and i'm getting goosebumps I by know. saying this dude <laughs> so again to find out about you where can they go they can go to buyandpromotions.com we'll also leave that leave that in the link here in the description and um thank you thank no, you thank so much thank you i'm i'm very very Appreciate very uh, honored to be here and, and be part of this show. I'm going to leave a link so that you guys can uh, like the Buy-In Promotions um, page. Also, don't forget to, if you like this podcast, don't forget to give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as follow us and subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Joseph Bayan, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. This won't be the last. Maraming pa tayong Actually...